I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 22, the best tips for endosurgery recovery. Now, I don't want to make all of these months' episodes about me and my story, but with my first surgery, I was not a physical therapist. With my second endosurgery, I was a physical therapist. And with my first surgery, I had a ton of gas pain. My belly was bloated and I was freaked out. I was scared of my stomach. I didn't know what I could do. I didn't know what I couldn't do. And returning to any sort of activity was really, it it just made me very fearful. And I was actually taking a Pilates class in college at the time of my first surgery. And so when I returned, I was too scared to even do any Pilates and ended up dropping the class entirely. When in all reality, had I had guidance or at least a physical therapist degree, maybe it could have been different. But I struggled for a while after that recovery. And in comparison, when I was practicing as a pelvic floor physical therapist, after that surgery, yes, I had pain, but I managed it and I managed it really well. And I remember thinking when people in my life or even patients that knew I was going to have this surgery, they would comment, oh my gosh, you're doing so well. And I felt kind of guilty because I knew how to recover because the same things that I was doing, I had already told my patients to do. And it's one of those things that I often feel guilty about because If everyone knew this information, they could probably recover a little bit better from surgery than if they didn't have any insight, which is why I wanted this episode, especially for this month, to give you some of the tips that I utilized myself and the same tips that I give to my patients. So the first tip is to thrive with food. Now, this is one that I know can be really hard because when you're hurting after surgery and maybe you feel nauseated because of the anesthesia or the pain meds might be making you feel funky or something, eating comfort food sounds the best. (laughs) I've been there. 
But prior to my second surgery, I remember a couple days before I went down to Whole Foods to get a lot of nourishing foods. Not that you can't get nourishing foods from other places, but that's just happened to be the place that had the most options. Because what I knew the second time that I didn't know the first, and I think it's human nature to want to feel good and have food that you use for comfort, but we also have to remember that what's happening at a cellular level is that our tissues and our cells, they're all going to work to heal. And if we're eating Taco Bell, cookies, um, cereal, I'm thinking of like the, the, the ones that have a ton of sugar, like Captain Crunch or something, there's not a lot of nourishment in those things. And so this is a a place where you have some control over what you're consuming. And most of the time, you know that you're going to be having the surgery and you can prepare a little bit ahead of time. So this is an area that I think we miss and maybe it's because we don't see it. And if you have endo, then you know this is one of those diseases that nobody really, nobody sees that you're hurting or what's happening internally, like you would with a broken arm or a sprained ankle. But it's one of these, it's one of those areas that again, I think gets overlooked a lot. And it's something that as a member of the healthcare community, I think we need to do a better job of emphasizing the importance of the nutrients that we're giving to our body, especially after a surgery or trauma or any type of recovery in order to enhance and restore the quality and the state of our tissues. The second one is to keep your activity low and slow. And this is one that I was nervous to implement the first time I had surgery because I hurt so bad. And I thought, well, if I move, then I'm just going to hurt more. And any movement I did do, I was so scared that I never really saw those moments where, oh, getting out of bed to walk to the bathroom and back really wasn't hard. In fact, it actually made me feel good or at least feel a little bit of relief because my tissues had blood flow. And with blood flow comes nutrients and oxygen to help with that healing. Because the part that I haven't really illustrated yet is that anytime we have inflammation, swelling, trauma to any of our tissues, and this isn't said to make you freak out or feel anxious about any of this, but, but that's what surgery is. And if we have endo on the daily prior to any surgery, then this is what our body is, is, is experiencing a lot of the time. And so being mindful of how activity can actually help with healing and enhance healing, but also making sure that we're doing it in a way that is still preserving that healing process without that inflammation and swelling staying around for too long. 
because when those tissues don't get great blood flow and they kind of sit in that inflammatory state for too long, it can start to do more damage than it does good. And so for this, keeping your activity low and slow, what I would do is every hour or so, unless you're asleep, don't set an alarm to wake up, but try to get up at least to the side of the bed. And if you can march in place for a little bit and then lay back down and you feel good, maybe tired is okay. Then you have won a little bit of that activity and your tissues benefited. But let's say you have to get up and you remember me talking about this and you walk to the bathroom, you empty your bladder and you go to think, oh yeah, activity, that's supposed to help my tissues. Well, I feel pretty good now. Okay. Well, if I feel good now, probably doing more walking would probably be a great idea. And maybe rather than going back to bed or wherever it was that you were laying down and resting, maybe you take a couple laps around the house go back to bed, and then start to realize that you're in pain. That's where the low and slow, you want to slowly increase your activity as long as you're not having pain during and as long as you're not having pain afterwards. Or I would even vouch to say a couple hours afterwards. You want to ensure that those tissues are getting proper blood flow, but we're also not asking those tissues to do too much and taking away from some of the energy and the nutrients that our tissues need in order to heal. And the third tip that I have for you is to be loosey goosey. And what I mean by this is first, your pants. So I know a lot of you might not have any idea of what's coming with a surgery, but one of the things that they do is they do blow your belly up in order to be able to visualize your organs. Because if you think about it, it's a pretty small space with a bunch of organs in there. And for them to be able to observe where those endolesions are, they need to be able to see. And making sure that your pants stay loose, even if they're high-waisted, I might actually go for some looser pants that sit lower on your hips. And this is an area where I know the latest fashion might play a role of what you look like, but I would really encourage you, and I, I know other stores have them, but I like to call them the Walmart sweats. And they're super loose. In fact, they're probably too big for my husband, but I think that they're really great because they're not going to apply pressure to your belly to change the way you breathe or to continue to increase pain. So be mindful of that, especially in this time where high-waisted pants and wearing leggings for comfort is, it's trendy, it's stylish, Just be mindful of where those pants are sitting and be sure that they're loosey-goosey. And the second part to this is your belly. So because your belly is probably in pain and because you might be nervous to touch or just even take a look at where those steri strips are, those little pieces of tape that are covering those tiny incisions, that's okay. But 
I want you to start with inhaling and exhaling as deeply as you comfortably can without any pain. Because as you're doing this, you're going to coax a little bit of movement in a good way to those organs. But also you're going to encourage gas exchange to get rid of some of that gas that they use to blow that belly up. But also as you're inhaling and exhaling, it's going to be applying pressure to your abdominal muscles. And I know that that might seem counterintuitive because I just told you to wear loose pants. So it's not causing pressure. And then I'm telling you to create some pressure with your breath. The thing is, is when we breathe and breathe normally first, that's something that we should be doing every second of every day. But with that, there is this concept that most people may not necessarily think about, but allowing a little bit of pressure, as long as it's pain-free to those abdominal muscles will actually serve you later. Because if you're not, if you're just leaving those abdominal muscles alone, you're breathing very shallowly. One, those tissues aren't going to get great blood flow or great oxygen because there's not a lot of oxygen exchange happening with your breath, but also the less you, and dare I say mess with your tissues, but the less that you move or ask those tissues to do anything, the more pain you might experience down the road. So again, we're going to utilize this idea of breathing pain-free to allow that belly to start to move. The other thing that I would start doing as soon as you feel comfortable is just even gently tapping with your fingers. And I'm talking, let your fingers rest and then take them off on different parts of your belly. Because as we're giving it input, we don't want those tissues and those nerves to keep sending signals to your brain, danger, danger, danger. We want those tissues to give it correct input. But in this time of recovery, you gently pressing on your belly in certain areas stay off the scars until they're totally healed. But as you're doing that, it's going to give good input, good input to your brain. And once that starts to get easy, could you maybe do a little bit of massage to some of those tissues? Again, stay away from those stary strips and those scars. Give yourself at least a two to three inch uh, diameter around each of those and start encouraging blood flow to that area so that those muscles again are getting good input. Now with some of these, I hope this isn't overwhelming, but at least some options for you to try. If it feels overwhelming, then pick the one that maybe sounds the most easiest to you and maybe take some notes about it. And then you can decide what might be the second next easiest and then the third. And with that, try one after your surgery and continue from there. Once one gets easy, then move on to the second. My goal is for you during recovery is that you do it and you do it well. And this leads me to the homework piece. So the first piece is if you have endosurgery coming up, take some notes. If you don't, and you know of someone, share this episode with them. The second piece here is if you have endo or even any type of chronic pelvic or abdominal pain, please see the show notes and sign up for the thrive with endo exercise series. 
at the end of March, I'm sending out a four week exercise series to help you figure out what exercise is best for you, no matter what stage, no matter what flare up situation you're having with endo. Because if you notice from this episode that movement and blood flow and oxygen is really beneficial, but knowing where to start, that might be the confusing part. Because if you remember from my story, I was scared to do any type of exercise the first time, but the second time it was a lot easier and my pain was much more well-managed. Now, don't forget, you're an heiress and a queen in everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.